What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 111. We're 111. We're 111. We're probably up there, roundabouts for gaming podcasts, I would say. Today, we are recording on Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Today, I am joined by Chris Stern. What was your salty sternum? That's what it was when you first joined us. That's me. I was getting lost with between you and uh, Angie's. What's Angie? Stellar Smalls. Too much. Yeah. Too many S's. Maybe I should be Stellar Stern. No, 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 no. This is my point. And we could become like a team rocket. We'd be team Stellar. (laughs) We would have to go pro in a two-player video game. Yeah, that could happen. Like brothers. You could be, would you be left stick or right stick? What's your preference? Trying to think. I mean, it's a tough question. Just get me, get back to me by the end of the show. I think it's got to be left stick. Good choice. Good choice. Um, this week, we will be talking about some random stuff. There's obviously a lot more news behind the Activision uh, Blizzard debacle, and as well as some stuff about Ariana Grande, apparently, is in a game. And Amazon's new MMO. If you can't tell by the sound of my voice, Chris may have made this doc, and I'm just familiarizing with my, it, myself with it currently. But anywho, to get into the lowdown, if you want to be part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send an email to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Uh, check out our newsletter at mngamers.substack.com this upcoming issue will be our last one for a little while because uh you know it's kind of a lot for us but we like to do it so we'll probably get back to it one day in the near future it's just uh acquiring a lot of effort at this time that not a lot of us have um and then we gotta open up widen up the bandwidth and then it'll be back for sure for sure uh, lastly, you can reach out to us just like our old cast member Gabe Fall did at 507-291-2991 with a question, but we will yet again have to wait till next week to uh, answer it because it's specific to Angie and her playthrough of um, Senua's Sacrifice. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hellblade. So, which I know she is working her way through, and it sounds slightly terrifying. So, best of luck to you out there, Angie. Anywho, with that, we'll get into what we've been playing. Chris, you're still on Slay the Spire, I hear. I am climbing that spire a lot. It's a very good video game. I'm not smart enough to explain why it's good, but it's got its hooks and... I have a question for you. I don't like card games. Mm. Would, I, would I like Slay the Spire? Have you played any card-based RPGs? Um, not really. I played Gloomhaven, like the board game, mm. which is 
good, but it's like super intense and I don't have the attention span for it. And then I've played uh, that, um, what's the one that I think Blizzard actually makes it? Makes it oh, like Hearthstone. Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, Hearthstone, which I know isn't an RPG, but that's the only one I've played. And I've tried to play Magic, but Magic is also too confusing for me. And now that I'm thinking about it, I also tried to play, um, what's the one that Konami makes? Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I've Speaking tried to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, so that was one where I was like, I don't know, man, this is too complicated, so I'm not going to play it. Well, if you have Game Pass, it's it's basically free to check out. Yeah. Um, and so it's a roguelike. It is a turn-based sort of like RPG. Like if you were like, say, watching a family member play it from over their shoulder, you'd maybe mistake it for an RPG battle. You know, it's got two people. You're on the left side. The enemies are on the right side. Uh, there's health bars. Um, and just the things that you're able to do in a given turn are dealt to you in a hand of five cards and you have three energy to do the action and different cards will have different energy costs. Okay. Um, and so you start out with a deck of like 10 cards, maybe like 12 cards, I don't know. And then you add a card to your deck every fight that you win as like part of the loot. Um, and so it's about kind of building your deck in a direction or trying to build in some disgusting combos and stuff like that um i believe like a couple episodes ago when we had the guest charlie on yeah he um said that he would recommend this game to literally anyone whether or not they like roguelikes or whether or not they like card games um and i think it is a good enough game that it's like um the games that are so good that they like defy genre categories and just are like worth checking out for everyone um and i can endorse that and say like with it being on game pass and like on game pass streaming so if you have like any kind of controller to use on a phone uh it's a great phone game um the only thing i would say is and when i first first tried to play it over game pass on xcloud um i tried to do it with the touch controls and it's confusing because it, it puts a touch controller interface. So like you touch the top right quadrant to press the Y button. Yeah. Instead of instead of just being able to touch a card and flick it out to play it the right. way that other card games would be intuitively. Um, and so that was my only complaint that I can think of is I want them to just put like real touch controls into xCloud where it's like now this is a touch screen game instead they, of they, they do, do they do that with all the games that say like great for touch? Like, have you noticed that on the game or xCloud? Like, yeah, so those are, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that all of the touch games put like a virtual oh, controller, controller on, on the sides. Yeah, that kind of is not what I thought they meant by great for touch. I know when I thought that they were like, oh, this works on mobile. I was like, oh, yeah, but apparently not. Um, I so wonder you, if, you know, maybe that's something they'll do at a later time. And the other thing is like, not all of these games are built for phones, right? Like I don't, some of the games on game pass and on xCloud, I don't think even the ones that have the Android or, or, you know, cloud signifier, um, necessarily have phone versions that they could try to like 
use as the baseline for that. So maybe right. that's part of the reason. Gotcha. Um, but I was literally like just playing it before, while I was waiting to jump on the recording. Um, I actually fired it up through xCloud on my uh, my computer because nice. I figured I was going to be sitting at this monitor anyways, and I just full screened it on the computer while I waited for the for the show to get rolling here, um, which is something I'm getting more used to is is uh, using computers to fire up xCloud and like play the game. The thing that's beautiful about it is my save from my Xbox is the same save as on xCloud, like yeah. literally seamless, um, which is amazing. Like I, it's it's almost it's almost more awe inspiring than the first time I like was like, oh, I can just take my switch off the dock and take Mario with me in a car. Yeah, it's like a similar thing for me. Um, but I also don't have a ton of like using cloud gaming stuff experience. Um, it but is that game's been cool, real fun. I have two clears. I've cleared it with um, the silent and the first character whose name always escapes me, but he's like a knight type character. Um, I'm trying to go through it with this robot that has a bunch of weird mechanics, and I'm trying to figure out those mechanics. Uh, but there's four total characters, um, and I think it just is like it feels infinitely replayable, which is scary because it's really fun. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that. Like even after people clear it, they're just kind of like. Okay, bring it to me again. Like, I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, it's keep going. It's like any other well-designed card game where it's like, I just like playing this card game. I'm going to keep playing this card game. <laughs> um, another good comparison for it um, would be the physical card game Dominion, which is a, a deck-building game. Have you ever played that? Mm-mm. Okay. So with a deck builder, right, the concept is part of the mechanics of the play of the game is adding new cards to your deck. And those cards will get added usually, I think, to the dis. Well, I mean, it, it's between rounds, so it gets added to the deck between rounds and Slay the Spire. But literally part of the mechanics is I'm drafting cards to change what my deck is based off of like a baseline deck. Um, so you have like a whole bevy of different abilities over time. Um, and you unlock new cards to add to the pool of possible cards to unlock by leveling up your characters and gaining experience with your characters. It's super fun. I don't have a ton to say about it because I'm not at the level where I can like dig into like, well, oh, they make it really amazing because they give you these zero cost cards and that's a way of making them super powerful, right? Because if you can play a card for free, blah, 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 blah. Like, I mean, I guess I did just do that, but. I don't have anything too insightful to say other than it's super fun. Right, um, right. And speaking of fun, I got into Fortnite a little bit. Heard of it? A tiny, tiny bit into it. I had to work uh, an overnight shift at work, and uh, a kiddo who was staying with us uh, the week prior was getting really into Fortnite, putting up 13 kills a game on his own getting second place all the time getting frustrated when he was getting second or third and i was like you, you still killed 13 people in this match like chill out you're good right was getting very good aim makes me embarrassed about my skills in this game <laughs> but um i was inspired to jump on the game during my overnight for a bit um nice. and it was really fun i i had a round where i got fifth place and got a couple of kills uh, and i actually had such a good time with it uh that i downloaded on my switch and my xbox um I was hoping to check out how it looks on the Series X and S because it's one of those Series X and S enhanced games right now. Um, 
but I've mostly been playing it on the Switch since playing it at work. Um, got it second place this morning on a Switch match before going to work today. But you got what? See on the deal. Uh, number two out of a hundred. I was oh, one kill away from the pretty, victory royale. But pretty darn close, man. Yeah. I think it's fun. I miss playing shooters a little bit, so it's nice to have one that I'm not like too invested in that I can kind of pick up and play and, you know, slowly get back into that. Because it's a genre that I used to love and I just don't really play anymore. Right. Until now. Oh. Um, what have you been playing, John? Um... I finally finished Returnal. Speaking of shooting games in the third yeah, person. It's great, man. I'm really glad I'm done chasing that dragon because it was like, it's really fun, but it was uh, like kind of an obsessive thing where you finish a run and you're like, oh, okay, I just need to do another run. Like, But those know. runs are like several hours long, right? They can be, yeah. And like... Uh, it, but I only I only had one crash one time that it crashed like in the middle of a run, mm. so uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, it's I mean when you get towards the end, you're talking about there's basically two acts, so you make your way through the first act, which is three levels, and then anytime you die during the first act, you go back to the very beginning like the crash site of where you started the game. But once you get through act one, anytime you die, you start at the four in the fourth biome. So it's not like, I mean, it's a rogue light in the, in, in the um, fact that like you do start from the beginning every time, but it's not, you don't have to play biomes one through six, like straight through. It's a matter of like kind of going, you do get that midway point. Um, and then if you figure out the right artifacts to carry and um, there's a place where you can like refabricate yourself if you die one time and like there's just ways that when you get smart enough and had I just looked up like, hey, what does this do rather than just playing the game? I probably would have been able to do a lot better faster, um, but it is very addictive i think because it's so frenetic and the enemies it's just so much fun like the weapons mm. uh differ in not only from one weapon to the next like your pistol isn't each pistol is different has different uh like special attacks and different uh um what do you want to say like stats as far as its power and whatnot so mm -hmm. it's not only finding the right weapon but the right uh up the right stats for that particular weapon and which ones work best for different enemies and finding that balance is very fun and it's just super frenetic and constantly coming at you and the playstation 5 does it uh very good uh, does a great job of just like utilizing the dual sense and the 3d sound with your heads headphones if you have the headphones it just sounds mm -hmm. fantastic it plays fantastic it was a really fun game it was very frustrating 
and difficult at times, but not like unfairly. So um, is it the good, good frustration? Yeah. It's you know, kind of like, makes like, you, like, Oh, I got to try it again. Kind yes. Of thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of like the bloodborne dark souls thing where you go. Well, I feel like that's not even a good example because in bloodborne or dark souls, like, I don't know about you, but when you get beat up so many times, you're just like, I can't do it anymore i need to take a break and like mm. this game was not like that like i just constantly wanted to keep going at it and keep playing over and over again so it was just a matter of trying to find like it, it's just good for me that it's i've moved on to other things so that i'm not so quasi obsessed with it but fixated yeah. on it yeah is it the dude. kind of is it the kind of thing where like so one of the things I think about, right, we were just talking about um, Slay the Spire and how that's a run-based game. And I could see myself like, you know, there's four classes to beat it with, but like I could see myself going back and just doing another run with one of the classes I already cleared it with just because it's so much fun to play. Does Returnal have that like replayability fun factor for you? Where like you yeah, can see yourself actually... going back after you've, now that you've beaten it? I already did. And I okay, already well, there you beat go. it a second time because you can go through and collect these fragments of the sun or something and uh it gives you like the true ending of the game and even though now that i've got i thought okay i'll do that and that'll be the end and now that i'm done i'm like well i could still do this or that or the other thing like it's it is very um addictive and you could (laughs) definitely keep going on it i think if there were one not to like spoil the game, but you end up having this, you get a melee attack rather early in the game. That's like this lightsaber type sword that you can only use like one slash attack and then it has to recharge. Mm. Uh, But you can, one of the artifacts is that you can upgrade that on a particular run, but you never get a permanent upgrade for it. And one thing I wish the game had like as like a new game plus or something was like a permanent upgrade to that because you have to, you need it in order to open some doors. And if you, so if you don't have it early on, or if you, since it's procedurally generated, uh, if you come across a door that you need that for and you don't have it, like you either have to remember where it is and come back to it if you get the upgrade. So there's just some things like quality of life things. I wish they would kind of add to it to make it even more replayable. Uh, But it does, if it wasn't for that, I would, if I had that simple permanent upgrade, I would probably just keep playing it until I got a platinum in it. And then uh, finally move on to something else. Exactly, exactly. But that game's great. Highly recommend it if you have a PS5. But I also started Monster Hunter Rise, which is basically a, crappy looking version of monster hunter world Ooh, a crappy Um, looking version uh, man it's i mean if other than the characters and the animals and monsters that you fight like animations look fine but the environments just look like a playstation vita game to be honest with you and i love the vita man but it's from 2013 or whatever it was so it's old um and it just looks muddy and the textures are like like very polygonal and 
it's still really fun to play. It plays as well as Monster Hunter World, but the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, maybe I should just go play Monster Hunter World because I also have that game and it doesn't look like dirt. So uh, I don't know, just take that for what it is. It is still really fun, and AJ and I have yet to meet up and play a game together because our schedules haven't matched up. But hopefully sometime soon we'll get in there and play together, and that'll hopefully be, that'll probably make it a lot more fun. That is what those games are for. For sure. Co-op. How far into it are you? Uh, I don't even know. Probably like 10-ish hours, something like Uh that. And you can just, those games are built to where it's kind of the opposite of uh, Returnal, where like I'm just sitting there playing, and then you play another one, and then you play another one, and then you play another one. Like if you don't have anything else going on, you can just take up hours just playing that. Not because it's addictive, but just because you just keep going and going like oh i can hunt this now oh i can hunt this now oh if i hunt this one i can build this armor like it's just a cycle Mm -hmm. so there it's it's very fun so if you miss monster hunter world and want to play a different version of it rises where it's at but maybe wait for pc if you play on pc because it's gonna probably look a lot better uh and then lastly i busted out the old Game Boy Advance, man, and I've been playing Metroid Zero Mission. On that, I finally got my, yeah, my pirated uh, cartridges from China. Showed up early. They weren't supposed to be here till September, and I got them just, like, last week or something. So I got Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion. So... uh, How are those playing? Fantastic, man. I honestly can't even tell, like, I don't know if it's just emulated or what, but they came in these, like, little i don't know did you ever have a game boy advance does this look familiar um yeah it does i did i have a game boy advance i had two or three of them oh i definitely got a sp at one point but i started out with the regular one so i the i have the game boy sp or whatever and i'm showing chris the cartridges obviously you're listening to this on audio so you can't see it and not even the cartridges, but the cartridge case. And I want to show you the cartridge, but this thing's almost impossible to open. But one thing that we... reminds me of the old um, clear. I always had the full size Game Boy and Game Boy Color games in cases similar to that. But I don't gotcha. know if I ever had ones for. But I don't know if you can see this. But it even, I mean, it has the Nintendo seal of approval on it, and uh, should be know, more like looks... the seal of disapproval. Yeah, exactly. It looks totally legit, like, and it plays legit. It doesn't seem like it's emulated to me, but I am not the expert to um, tell you about the accuracy of emulation on a Game Boy Advance. But it feels you're not investigating the pixel accuracy. (laughs) No, dude, at all. But uh, it controls like one to one. It seems just fine, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But one thing we forget about the quality of life of older systems, man, is like the Game Boy Advance SP, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like the advanced version of the Game Boy Advance, right? That was like later iteration mm-hmm. of it. So uh has a backlit screen, right? But you can turn the brightness on or off. You don't, yep. you can't control the brightness. It's either on or off. Doesn't have a headphone jack. Uh it's i i swore it had a headphone jack but i must have been wrong well maybe i'll I'll take the color of a cover off and make sure but the cover that i have over it like allows you to 
charged it without taking the cover off, and I can't see the the head. No, maybe it doesn't. I'm wrong. It might not. I think somebody else said that recently, and I was like, huh, who knew? (laughs) And there's a sleep mode, but it's not like a simple click of a button or whatever. You have to hold the L and R and select. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I don't know how long. I'm guessing in typical Nintendo fashion, like, yeah, it probably lasts for a good long time in that sleep mode. Can the, some Nintendo is fantastic at figuring that stuff out. Uh, but, so um, through some Wikipedia investigation, um, stereo headphone jack for headphones specifically designed for the GBASP or by using a headphone adapter oh, on the SP. Gotcha. And then... Uh, GBA and Game Boy Micro, the bef- the console before and after in the Game Boy Advance family of systems, uh-huh. just had the headphone jack. Hey, did uh, Analog ever make? You know, how Analog made the NT and Super NT. Did they ever make a Game Boy Advance? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, is it the Analog Pocket? Yeah, I, that's what I should buy. But Isn't that the they... thing that's like super? Yeah, this thing's super hot looking, but I think it was really hard to pre-order. Yeah, I don't think it exists. I really wish they would just make keep making these. I wish they did what they did with the. Uh... Fuck yeah, I need this thing. This is what I need. Oh, it says pre-order. I yeah, notify me when in stock. Two hundred dollars, oh. though. I'd probably buy it. I'm stupid. Sounds like something I'd do. Um, yeah, October 21, 21. I can only imagine with the uh, <laughs> chip shortage and stuff, man, how much, how hard of a time they're going to have making those things. But I would do want to get one, me one of those. I'm going to sign up for a reminder email right now because that mm. would probably be super sweet. And I would probably, because I never, my first DS or my first. DS. My first Nintendo system was a the DS, the original DS, which I had for a very short time. Which did um, have the Game Boy Advance slot on the bottom, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're probably right. And like that's why I thought this one had the Game Boy slot, but it doesn't. It's probably because of what you're talking about. Because I thought they did that from the get-go with every advance in the handheld generation. Anyway... I mean, it plays like a Metroid game. It's a normal Metroid game where I play it for 20 minutes, get lost, have to look something up, figure out why I'm lost, and then go back to playing it. So I'm hoping by the time that Dread comes out, I can finish at least one or two of these and maybe have a little bit more of a gamer intuition for how they're designed. You know, mm. like it's one of those things, Chris, with like Souls-type games where you do get used to how a game's designed and you can start to understand a little bit more about what to expect and how you should approach things. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Metroid's kind of like that in a way. Um, And I'm hoping I can maybe curb some of my frustration by, you know, practicing like anything else. Why learn a new skill when I can practice Metroid? It's its own skill. Agreed. Uh, But yeah, that's about all I've been playing with that, uh, you want to get into some news? I love the news. 
The first story we want to jump into is an update on the ongoing lawsuit against Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, um, and uh, kind of the big piece of news that happened this week is that uh, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack is leaving the company after being named in the lawsuit. Uh, we're following this story from Liana Rupert uh, from Game Informer. Um Leadership shakeup happened. Um, the head of human resources for Activision Blizzard, uh, Jesse Meschuk, also departed the company um, after being referenced in conjunction with the ongoing labor lawsuit. Um, yeah, you got to fire your HR person, I suppose. Yeah, you know. Um, after letting all this shit happen. I'm not 100% sure what, uh, how Brack was involved. I haven't like looked at the lawsuit or anything like that. Um, Game Informer has been in touch with numerous current and former Blizzard employees, Activision Blizzard employees over the past several weeks, uh, she writes. Um, though some have told us that they feel this move was rushed and feels, quote, more like a way for Bobby Kodak to have someone to blame rather than actual meaningful change. Quote, another told, uh, told us, told Game Informer, quote, it feels like a war zone. We don't know what's going to happen next, unquote. Yeah, um, not ideal. Yeah. I, you know, I think um, if there's people who allowed abuse to happen they should be stepping down from leadership positions and um held accountable for that so hopefully something just comes out of this but um i it's been such an interesting like decline in public clout for blizzard in the last few years I feel like, yeah, I, they definitely aren't the company of old days for sure, man. And hopefully there's more shake up to come because I think they've made it not just Blizzard, but Activision has made it blatantly clear that they don't really intend on, uh, doing anything of their own volition. You know what I mean? Like they need a, seems like they need a little bit of a motivation <laughs> And I'm not sure how you get in there and do that. Like, I don't know how you even kick out a CEO, man. Like, cause that's like a board of directors decision. I feel like as long as they're making the stock go up, which I guess it hasn't been recently, but that's their main job, right? Is the solvency of the organization. So, yeah, I don't well, know. And I think like, I'm wondering if there will be a new Blizzard president or if it's just going to be now there's the leadership at Activision Blizzard and it's separate. I don't know the corporate structure enough to tease that out, but. Yeah. Anyway, more I hope to come. 
Yeah, I hope that the demands of the people walking out and signing off on that letter, asking for accountability in a number of different ways, are met. But it sounds like that might not be the case. Yeah. Um, the next piece of news uh, hits home for a dear friend of mine who's been eagerly awaiting this game uh, for a long time. And um, it is that Amazon's New World, their MMO, has been delayed one more month to September 28th. This is from Mike Minotti over at GamesBeat. Um, New World uh, has been delayed three times at this point. Um, and it is a MMORPG set in a world inspired by the colonial period of America. Um, and allegedly it has Dark Souls-esque combat, oh. um, which is part of the reason why my buddy's gassing me up about it so much. Um, but, uh, I believe recently it was shooting to the top of, um, like the steam sales list and it was getting a ton of people playing it during its, uh, closed beta period. Um, and they're saying that the reason for this one month long delay is to incorporate some of the feedback from that closed beta, um, taking a little bit more time. So they have some, you know, more like two months to incorporate that feedback instead of uh, wanting to launch it at the end of this month. Right. Is this a game that speaks to you at all? No, I can't do MMOs, man. I just, uh, I don't feel like I have the time for that kind of stuff. But it seems to be with like Pokemon, what's Unite or whatever, is that supposed to be an MMO? It seems like they're kind of taking a... Oh, no, that's um that's a MOBA, kind of like Dota. Oh, I, yeah. for some reason, I it's thought a little it was an MMO. 10 minute long MOBA. That's oh, blown a micro up. MOBA? Oh my God, an MM MOBA. A MOBA. Yeah. M um, MOBA. I'm committed to trying to keep pushing through Final Fantasy XIV, but. I like slumped on it for two months and I've lost my ability to do my healing rotation well, but I did jump oh, back no. into that in the last week or two. Um, but I'm embarrassingly bad at healing. Um, that was your role. Yeah. I'm playing as a class that uses shields and heals and has a little fairy that helps you with your healing, oh. but I'm committed to getting better at it. It's going to be the thing that I do when I'm not playing other types of games You're still playing um, paying that 15 bucks a month i know well it's like 13 because i pay the beginner price or whatever um a game that doesn't have a subscription fee unless you opt into it is fortnite and as i said sure. i got pretty into fortnite this week and one of the reasons that i'm pretty interested in staying into fortnite is the fact that the Rift Tour is this weekend, everyone, and Ariana Grande will be performing in Fortnite. And let me tell you, I cannot wait. Um, and as part of that, uh, Fortnite showed off Ariana Grande's Fortnite skin that's going to be available for sale in the shop uh, prior to the concert. 
Um, the cosmetics arrive today on the 4th um, at 5%, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and she's got a costume with super, super long hair because that's kind of her thing. Um, she has a blinged out hammer as a reference to Seven Rings called the Seven Ring Smasher. Um, and it's generated some funny memes um, such as her holding a gun and saying, break up with your girl- girlfriend. No, seriously, I mean it kind of thing. Um, I'm tempted to maybe buy this. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I have not spent now money on Fortnite yet. Now that you got into the Fortnite. But I do, uh, I really genuinely like unironically like her music. So it'd be funny to rep her in a video game. For sure. Um, Adam Bankhurst also writes uh, over at IGN that Cammy and Guile from Street Fighter are coming to Fortnite as well. Um, the internet is not pleased with Guile's hair representation in this game because it is cartoonishly big, um, even though in Street Fighter 2 it was already pretty big and Fortnite's whole aesthetic is making everything a cartoon. Um, but people feel like... Uh, Kyle's getting done dirty with his Fortnite hair. Um, I just think it's so interesting the number of different games that they're having crossover into into Fortnite. Um, yeah, it's a little. I don't know, man. It seems to be going fine, though. I mean, people are digging it. Seems like every time. I mean, they're making big deals too, like with the. Uh, I mean, Marvel obviously and. Superman was recent, right? And I don't know, just crazy stuff. Ariana Grande, I've heard. All all of the bl- <laughs> all of the brands are getting put in a blender. Yeah. The Fortnite brand blender. Exactly. Bring um, it. I don't I don't know. I would love to get a skin in Fortnite that is not the basic one. Some of them are really cool. I watched a lot of Fortnite in the last week and a half. There's some cool skins in this game. I but bet. I just, I don't feel comfortable paying money for it. Yeah. Um, Can't you earn them if you do, if you earn the battle pass or whatever? I, I don't know. I think I have to buy the battle pass to get access to most of the, like, skin type cosmetics. Because there's a free uh, track and then there's, like, a paid track on the battle gotcha. pass. Um, and... Some of the cooler skins, like full character skins, are are on the page track, from what I can tell. Um, There's this really great skin in this one, um, which is this uh, woman who's a scientist with a big fro head of hair and um, a button-up shirt. And she's kind of like featured in the key art for this season of Fortnite. Um, And I just think she looks cool as shit. And uh, you have to hit like level 70 and pay for the full battle pass to unlock her, I think. Um, but they're doing good work on the art team over there at at epic as far as i'm concerned and um just in i i guess i should disclose my cousin's husband has been working on fortnite since it was not uh a uh battle royale game so uh take everything i say that's complimentary with a grain of salt for a person billionaire now three times you know um 
anticipating a very interesting conversation the next time I see him, but I am not aware of the billionaire status or not yet. Um, but I, I think they're very happy with the game's success. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Anyways, speaking of multiplayer games, we're going to throw to one that you uh, hold near and dear to your heart. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is getting a standalone release. Uh, which is the multiplayer component of Ghost of Tsushima, and it's adding a new mode on September 3rd. This comes from the PlayStation blog and is written up by Darren Bridges. Um, there's going to be new updates starting to come out on August 20th uh, alongside the director's cut of the game. Uh, but they're doing a single, or like a solo release of just the multiplayer for Ghost of Tsushima. Did you ever get much into that? I feel like I remember you talking about doing some of the raids and stuff. Yeah, it was fun, man. I wanted to get leveled up for the raid, but it it's just hard to get four people like in line to do that. You know what I mean? Like mm. so and then I I'm not one to I don't play a ton of multiplayer games even with my friends, let alone like random people uh so i never got um raid ready but i definitely put a good number of hours probably like not a ton but for me a lot like six to ten hours from a multiplayer game is kind of a lot uh and it's really good it's if you like ghost of tsushima it's fantastic and if you haven't played it this is a good way to probably get into it and did you say, is it free since the... So the multiplayer update is free, but then um, the standalone multiplayer version of Legends, uh, so the one that you can get without having the full game, is 20 bucks coming to the PlayStation Store on September 3rd. Oh, interesting. Um, I wonder why they decided to charge for it, since it's free with the game, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so they're adding this new mode on September 3rd, which is Rivals. Um, it is two teams of two competing to defeat waves of enemies, so it's like a horde mode. Um, and then you you use the defeated enemies you earn, um, kind of a resource that lets you attack the other team and deal damage to them. Gotcha. Anyways. I Ooh. still need to play this game. I still need to play a lot of PlayStation 4 games and then finally unplug that thing and put it away because I have it just plugged <laughs> in using up using up power and never turn it on. Yeah. Not to say that I don't love the games that I've played on it, but just my attention's elsewhere. It's in the next generation. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah. Old game's old, bro. I, I, I'm over here playing Fortnite and... <laughs> and... Uh, Slay the Spire. Those are old games are old. Yeah. I love old games old. Yeah, I just like I playing old games on my new system where it loads instantaneously. Yeah, I agree. Like it. That's what I, I'm over here playing Metroid Zero Mission. And I, I see what you're saying. I just wish there was a better way to play all these. Oh, my God. Imagine games. a remastered collection of the Metroid games on the Switch. I don't want to. It would just I be couldn't even handle balls. it. I couldn't either. They charge $60 in each 
for every single one and I would gladly pay it and not even think twice. Metroid Pixel Remasters now, Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Use your resources wisely. Mm, indeed. Um, I think, think, man? I think that's going to do it for news. Um, I am eager. I'm itching to like maybe go play some fort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, again, I've heard of it. Shoot people, build stuff, go to concerts. Yeah. It's basically real life without the risk of the Delta variant. <laughs> Those are my three main real life activities. You can even hang out with your friends. He said like, sarcastically. You can watch uh, propaganda for a lawsuit between two corporations in it. Fun. You know? Mm-hmm. You can be uh, advertised to subliminally by the fact that things from brands that have other things going on appear in the store and are promoted to you, such as LeBron James's, Warner Brothers's, uh, Space Jam Two. It's a great it's a great experience. Not remotely. There is a form of corporate monolith to take over the minds of our children. Wasn't that a thing too? Space Jam and Space Jam 2 and Fortnite? Yeah, yeah. LeBron was up there. Gotcha. The the LeBron skin where he's got a crown is super cool looking, actually. (laughs) Again, shout out to their art department. They're killing it. High five. Anyway, that'll bring us to the end of our show because our mostly normal question is directed at Angie and she's not here today. So we'll wait yet another week to bring that to you. Hopefully, you know, she'll be Hit us up with a voicemail and submit your own mostly normal question for... Yeah. Just for... Voicemails can only be questions directed at Angie. (laughs) Um, But you can send those voicemail questions to 507-291. Two nine nine one. Yeah, let's um, siphon, siphon them down and make it even more uh, esoteric of an audience for to submit voicemails. You can also send text messages, which I highly encourage because who likes making phone calls in two thousand twenty one? I do, but uh, um, if you send enough Angie only questions and she's not on the pod to answer them, I will start answering them. But yeah. I'll answer them from my perspective and not from hers. Right. Uh, I think that's only fair. But maybe if we get enough questions, we can incentivize her to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure she'll be back next week, but, you know. We, we love you, Angie. Fun. Yeah, we're... Uh, well, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Chris, can you let people know where you're at? You Not can find me sort of hanging out on Twitter, but much less, but still sort of on there, at VG Occasion. Sweet. What about you, John? You can John? find me at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter, and I'm Nugtats on PlayStation. Uh, AJ is at AJ underscore ID, and Angie is at Stellar Smalls on Twitter. You can find them there. Uh, if you want to contribute to the content, you can hit us up on at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com or follow us on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. 
Sign up for the newsletter, mngamers.substack.com. And lastly, leave us a five-star review on your podcast listening platform of choice. That would be fantastic. I checked, actually, after I read this like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, we're at like 4.7 or 4.8. That's pretty good. That's great. I pat myself on the back for that. So That's anyway. an A. We have an A in the yeah. podcast class. Yeah, agreed. Thank you all for doing that. And those of you who haven't, go do it like now. Yeah, seriously, thank you. Um, It means a lot. And it helps spread the word about the show. Yeah. I was going to say, if it was like a three or something, or three and a half, I'd be like, "Eh, fuck it. Let's cut this thing. Cut it off. But, you know, I guess we'll keep going. Anywho, (laughs) with that, we will talk to you next week. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Bye.